Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here throughout our great nation, America. You're listening to The C.L. Bryant Show. The C.L. Bryant Show. And if you don't get both hours of the show, be sure to download free The C.L. Bryant Show app onto your favorite device and listen to us wherever you go. Every day, every day, we build the bridge to conversation. I want to take time to thank our flagship station, Red State, Red State Talk, for bringing us into their family throughout the Fruited Plains and around the globe. Also, I want to thank all the uh, terrestrial stations for replaying uh, the show and replay uh, throughout the day. And also our friends at Loving Liberty for having us as part of their family as well. As I say to you often, folks, I say this to you all the time, especially you folks up in New York City. And yes, we do have friends in New York City. If you're traveling through Times Square and it's getting to be uh, that time of the year where it's it's going to be very comfortable and nice to be walking through Times Square because fall is on its way even to the south here where I reside. But if you're walking through Times Square, be sure to look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. And uh, every hour, the C.L. Bryant Show, 24 hours a day, does pop up there on the big screen, the big board above Ripley's. And old C.L.'s face is looking back at you right there in Times Square. Hey, friends, it is a great day in the USA. No question about that. As long as people like you continue to stay the course, don't give up, don't run away, stay the course, stand up for American principles, we shall survive whatever uh, comes along. And uh, we, uh, I tweeted out a little bit earlier um, that uh, up until this point, up until this point, you've heard me say this many times. We as Americans have survived our absolute worst days by the grace of God. And we will continue to survive 
if we stay the course and don't give up the ship. Um, There's a lot that we're going to be covering today. We're expecting Judge Janine Pirro to be on with us here shortly. So stay with me and hear me uh, when I tell you this, that we are now looking at North Carolina uh, as maybe a bellwether for the presidential election coming up. Uh, They're in District 9. The two Dans, McCready and Bishop, are running. And, of course, uh, we're looking to Bishop to be the winner there. Later on in the show, I'm going to be talking about impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. Hey, give it up, okay? Just give it up, all right? It's not going to happen. And I want to uh, certainly uh, get some backup on that from someone that I'm certain that you will recognize. She has been on the show with me on several other occasions, someone who I absolutely adore and absolutely have great respect for her work. Uh, Friends, when uh, you're a father of three daughters and you are able to speak to someone who has been a champion of American uh, core values and American rights and, of course, a founder of the nation's first domestic violent units, uh, we're talking about Judge Janine Pirro, the host of Justice with Judge Janine, and she now has out her wildly popular book. It is a New York Times bestseller, and it is called Radicals, Resistance, and Revenge. Help me welcome back to the show quintessential American woman, Judge Janine Pirro. Thank you so much for being there with us today. How are you, friend? I, I'll tell you, I am great. And, you know, as I go through the list of radio calls for my new book, when I saw your name, I couldn't help but smile and think about, uh, you know, how much fun we had when I was down there and how kind you've been to me, you and Michelle. And uh, it's it's good to be with friends again. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you, Justice. Uh, Janine, and I, I certainly do appreciate uh, you coming on with us. Let's get right into uh, this new work that you have, a number one bestseller, New York Times uh, bestseller. It's called Radicals, Resistance, and Revenge. Let's talk about the radical part of that. Who are the radicals that we're talking about? And is there really a spirit of radicalism coming out of a a certain party that we both know about? Talk to us. Well, uh, the the radicals are the people on the left who have been uh, resisting the will of the American people when we put uh, Donald Trump into the Oval Office, and they've been resisting everything that he's done since the time he's become the president. Uh, And it's all about the revenge for the fact that they couldn't drag Hillary Clinton across the presidential finish line. So what we're seeing, and I heard you talk about impeachment uh, before I came on, is we're seeing a consistently uh, negative approach to everything this president has done. And in spite of the fact that our economy is soaring, that we've got more jobs than people to fill them, that African-Americans, Asians, Hispanics, uh, the, the unemployment has never been as low in those areas. And the, the metrics and everything this president has done uh, are, are a positive uh, in terms of the uh, result in America. And yet the left is trying to shut down our free speech, uh, take us off of Facebook, Twitter, 
uh, call us racist. Uh, if we say anything, we're not allowed to go to universities. Uh, they're the word police. If you say something, they say you meant something else by it. Uh, and then they send in Antifa, a bunch of uh, cowards and ninja outfits who cover their faces to beat us up because of what we say. And then the police stand down and don't arrest them. Uh, and so it is, it is not good in terms of what our founding fathers anticipated for this shining example uh, that America is. And then the presumption of innocence. You know, you got a guy named Brett Kavanaugh, nominee to the United States Supreme Court, who's the closest thing I've ever seen to an altar boy, and they call him a gang rapist. And he's not allowed the presumption of innocence, according to a United States Senator, Maisie Hirono. Uh, you know, all women need to be believed, and men should just shut up. You know, so um, there's a lot going on. You know, Judge Janine, when we take into account everything that you have just mentioned, the success of Donald John Trump in his first year as president and the Trump administration in bringing about historical uh, achievements in this nation, it gives a it begs the question of how does a Beto O'Rourke, an Ocasio-Cortez, a Presley, an Omar, how do where do uh, the uh, how does the American landscape or the American and experience yield this type of fruit in places like New York and Beto's from Texas. I just don't understand it. Give us your take on where does this come from? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting, and I, I don't mean to chuckle, but just what you said kind of struck a chord. Um, look, I have a whole chapter about the Democrat clown car in, in Radicals Resistance <laughs> and Revenge. And, you know, you've got this guy, Beto O'Rourke, uh, you know, who uh, apparently apologized for being white and, uh, you know, says you should be able to have an abortion within an hour of the birth, which is actually a little more conservative than a lot of the Democrats who want you to be able to, uh, you know, after you have the baby, you make the baby comfortable and then you decide whether the baby should uh, come home with you or just, you know, leave the baby back. Uh, and I'm not talking about for adoption. Uh, where does it come from? It comes from a hate and a venom on the part of the left. Uh, a resistance to everything that Donald Trump has done. Look, the reason the forgotten men and women in America elected Donald Trump was because they felt left out. They felt that an outsider who was beholden to no one in the establishment, you know, would be someone that they were willing to take a risk on. And he has proven to be somebody who has fought for them. You know, do you remember when ISIS, I mean, you know, we had San Bernardino and, and Pulse Nightclub and, you know, all the lone wolves. And, and, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, Obama couldn't decide whether to contain them, dismantle them or destroy them, none of which he did. And so this outsider guy comes in and, you know, the ISIS caliphate is destroyed in about six months uh, in the Middle East. I mean, they, they resent uh, the fact that he has been delivering. And, you know, I think it's a bigger issue, to be honest with you, CL. I really think that it is about, um, you know, taking away uh, a nation state, which has been so successful, which is the envy of the world, and creating a globalist landing spot where people can just come in and, uh, you know, without regard to the laws or without regard to anything having to do with law and order and, you know, just just come here and not abide by the laws. And that's why, you know, the Democrats are bringing illegal immigrants to the State of the Union. I mean, think about it. Six years ago, Barack Obama 
Chuck Schumer, Hillary Clinton, all the Democrats, they did not want illegals here. They wanted uh, Bill Clinton. They wanted to make sure that this country, people who came here, came here legally, right? So what changed? You know what changed? The left realized that they lost America. And so what they needed to do was get the numbers in through illegals and then have them vote. And when you think about it, they're being given licenses. What is a license? A license is a point of identification that you can use to register to vote. All right. And that's why they want to get rid of the Electoral College, you know, so they can vote on the sheer numbers of all these immigrants coming in who are going to vote Democrat. And, you know, it is the upending of this country. And, you know, all I care about, because I, you know, you know my history, a prosecutor and a judge and a DA and all that. I want to believe in law and order, and I want to believe that I wasn't foolish enough to give three decades of my life to a system where some people get away with it and some people don't, because that's just not America. Absolutely right, folks. On with Judge Janine Pirro, the host of the wildly popular show on Fox News weekends. It is Justice with Judge Janine. She is now the author of her book, Radicals, Resistance, Revenge, Pick it up on Amazon. Get the book. It is fantastic. And I can't wait to read the clown car chapter. Judge Janine, <laughs> <laughs> let me let me ask you this. Um, 18 years ago, uh, you're coming up tomorrow this week. Um, we as Americans seem to find ourselves uh, huddling together because we had been struck by unspeakable tragedy. Uh, it, it always amazed me how our memory, our, our short, our American memory is, is there something that uh, is almost frightening about how it takes tragedy to bring Americans together? Is that uh, what seemingly drives us even today? Are we setting ourselves up for something horrific again? How do you see uh, that shaping up as far as our nonchalance about the threat to America. Well, I, you know, I think you make a great point, and your reference, of course, is to the fact that, you know, when we let in 144,000 people in one month in October of, uh, the, of 2018, and none of them are vetted. We don't know who they are. We don't know, uh, you know, what their background is, what their intent is, uh, and and yet. You know, you can't get into a building in New York City without proving that you're there to see someone in particular and showing identification. Um, and you, what you're talking about, obviously, is a classic uh, example of, you know, the, the, the fact that when you ease up on the ability to identify who is in this country and who has access to us, um, you know, it's a problem. Ninety percent of the heroin comes through the southern border. Uh, and, you know, people want to just say, well, let everybody in. You know, they're just people who want to work here. I, I have no doubt they do. But, you know, there's a whole line of legal immigrants who are coming in and hiring lawyers and swearing allegiances to this great nation, learning our history. And, you know, it, it was only when something terrible happened on 9-11, and as you say, tomorrow's the anniversary, that people actually stood up and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, there are people who hate us. 
there are people who hate Americans. And our job right now um, is to try to recognize and protect the great, this great country and the people who are in it. And uh, we have to be ever vigilant. And if we're not, we're in for trouble. And when we see a president like ours, Donald John Trump, who is all about making sure that America is great again and making sure America is first, first in defending ourselves and uh, waking us up. If there is nothing else that this president has done, he has wake uh, awakened and he has shaken up the American political landscape. And I'm really glad uh, that he is our president. Hey, folks, you work along with me to get him reelected. On with me right now is Judge Jeanine Pirro, uh, Justice with Judge Jeanine Pirro on Fox every weekend. And you be certain to tune that in and be certain to go to Amazon and get her latest book, bestseller, Radicals, Resistance and Revenge. Judge, I want you to stay with me if you can through the break, because I want to return with you during the Me Too movement. I, as all of you know, I have three daughters and and a son and uh, who I I love uh, beyond life itself. They're all grown now. But uh, friends, when we think about the true effect of violence against women, I mean, true violence against women, nothing that's made up or anything of that nature, uh, we have to think about the remedy for that. On with me is someone who has fought that fight. She is a champion among women and women, women's right. And when I think about women's movement and, and when I think about women who are liberated and understand what it is to be an American woman and what it is to be an American period. I think about Judge Janine Pirro. I want to talk to her about the genesis in her fight uh, for uh, first domestic violence uh, and setting up those types of units. And then she fights tirelessly on behalf of silent victims of violent crimes. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show. My guest, Judge Janine Pirro. Don't go anywhere. And hey, all my friends there in New York City, if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not. And the Red State Talk billboard is right above Ripley's, about a block away from where they're going to drop the ball here in a few months on New Year's night. And uh, the C.L. Bryant show does pop up there every hour, 24 hours a day. And old C.L.'s face is looking right back at you. Don't go anywhere. We're here building the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. And we do that daily right here over our flagship station, Red State Talk. And we'll return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show over the other terrestrial stations throughout the nation in just a few minutes. And I want to thank our good friends at Loving Liberty for inviting us into their family as well. I'm C.L. Be right back. Judge Janine.
This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Friends, CL back with you on this great day in the USA, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. All of you know me to be the father of three daughters. I talk about them often. I talk about my son and how proud I am of him being a a husband and provider for his family. Uh, Judge, my daughters had a daddy who knew that their father, if anything went awry in their marriages or relationships, whatever, would rain down furious anger on anybody who, in fact, inflicted that upon them. Unfortunately, I see a rise uh, today in the abuse and misuse of uh, our our women in in this uh, country and the abuse of people who are innocent uh, in this country. You have been a champion of those who are affected by violent crimes. Tell us, Judge, what was the genesis of that for you? Uh, What set the fire ablaze in your belly uh, to do this type of work in your give us that please Well, we lost her. We lost her. We'll be right back. I'm sure that uh, Michelle will bring her back up. We lost her. I wanted to get that that um, uh, answer from Judge Janine. She'll be back with me here in just a minute. Michelle, see if we can get her back on the line there, because it is indeed a question that I really want to uh, have Judge Janine answer for us. It is one of those things. Um, that uh, we want to get looks like there is a looks like there is a you know it's a strange thing how that happens folks yeah it really really is but anyway we'll have her back on a little bit later on uh, either today or we'll bring her back on at another time and I certainly uh, do want to make sure that you get her story. Yeah. And I want you to pay attention to something that is happening in this country when it comes to um, conservative talk radio, conservatives. And when we, of course, engage in this type of conversation. You heard Justice uh, Judge Janine say that there is an attack 
by the word police in this country now that does gauge the type of conversation that we have. Now, friends, some of you may think that that is right. Some of you may think that that's okay. But in a land where our most precious gift is that of expression, free expression, I want you to know that that is not okay. And you you hear all the time people talking about how they were in Facebook jail, how they were in Google, uh, Twitter jail, kicked off Twitter because uh, of some of the things that they said. I'm telling you, I just lost a call with Judge Janine, and there is no mechanical reason for that. Okay, there's no technical reason for that. I am seeing that there uh, is uh, we're in Glitchville. Okay. Think about the power of technology in this country as we speak right now. There are moguls and, and, and hey, even though I could get knocked off at any time for saying what I'm about to say. And, and, and if that happens, I want you to note it. And then I want you to be prepared to do something about that. Because remember when they, they came after Rush the way they did? Remember when they came after Hannity the way that they did? Well, they coming for, they're, they're coming for all of us who have a differing opinion of the progressive, progressive liberal agenda. If you say certain things about certain demographics of people, with certain uh, ideas, ideals of orientation, then you uh, must take into account that there are people walking around in situations like mine, in pulpits, in churches, yes. There, there are pastors who are cowed down because they don't want to say something that would tick off those who are fighting the politically correct fight that would tick them off. Okay. I want you to understand that. And I want you to understand that if, if they come for me, if they come for Fox news, they come from for, for, uh, uh, Hannity, Rush, Tucker Carlson, if they come for us, they're going to come for you too. How do you stop that? How do you push back against that easily? The way we have always pushed back against that, we have stood our Ground, And I want to thank Judge Janine for having been on with me. And I apologize. Apologies. I don't think it's anything that uh, that we did uh, as far as that's concerned. Uh, it's just uh, uh, something between the connections that that happened. But was it? 
This has happened on several occasions when I have had guests of prominence on. Well, all of my guests are guests of prominence, but someone who I'm, I'm really beginning to pry into a certain topic with. Like, what is it to be a quintessential American woman? What is it to push back against uh, domestic crime and violence and that type of thing in this country? Who are you fighting against? Are we fighting against the uh, hip hop movement that makes a living of denigrating women? Huh? How did we get to that place? That's what I was wanting to ask Judge Janine when we, we lost that connection. That's, that's what I was wanting to get to. How is it that the culture itself began to prop up various ideals that say it's okay for you to denigrate? Uh, women, but it's not okay for me to talk about womanhood in the sense that has made America great. You know, uh, a buddy of mine, he called me and he said, and I normally don't uh, tune in anything like uh, Dave Chappelle or anything like that. I keep an eye on the culture and I keep an eye on what's happening in uh, the um, uh, keep my finger on the pulse let me say that of American culture and and along with that goes uh, the need the, the, the reality that I have to hear certain things that I don't count myself as accustomed to hearing anymore Oh, it was a time when I just ate all this kind of stuff up back in the days of when Richard Pryor was really in, in his heyday. Uh, I was all in, all in. He was one of the most brilliant comedians, in my opinion, that has ever lived, although he was absolutely um, blue. <laughs> his act, his, his routine was absolutely bad as far as it's concerned, but it was also provocative in thought. Chappelle not being uh, quite as um, raw as Richard Pryor was, but I think in, in his own way just as brilliant. He said something, he, he brought about a skit uh, about him being called to the uh, office that deals with what can be said and what cannot be said on television. And he had used a word to describe gay people uh, and the word was the F word for gay people, F A G word for gay people. And he got called in and the, the, the lady who, who uh, is over that department said, now, now Dave, you know that there's no way that you are going to be able to say that word, the word for gay people, the F-A-G word, extended, on this network. 
And uh, Chappelle said, uh, okay, no problem. I'll take it out. I'll just take it out. And we'll go on from there. And he began to walk out. And it struck him. And he turned around and came back because he had a question. And the question he had was this. Check this out now. Check this out. He said, how is it possible that I can use the N word, you know, with impunity in my act, but I can't use the uh, F word, the F word for gay people in my act. How is that possible? And she said to him, her response was, well, Dave, it's because you're not gay. And Chappelle said, oh, I get it. But keep in mind, I'm not a N-word either. <laughs> well... Therein, the whole conversation had to jump off because if, in fact, I'm not supposed to use certain words that seem insensitive to a demographic because I'm not a part of the demographic, then obviously the thinking is I can use the N-word because in the minds of the Hollywood moguls, I am the N-word. Dave said, well, uh, no, I'm not gay, but I'm also not a, an N-word. Friends, that sums up this argument in so many different ways because you don't realize that the words they do allow you to use and without 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 pushing back against you they think it's okay think about uh, all of the, uh, the 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 b words in hip-hop music, the N-words in hip-hop music. Think about all of that in hip-hop music. Uh, is it not that uh, folks don't see that the reason there is no censorship to that is because they think the folks singing the lyrics are speaking of themselves when they saw the, the impunity of it is there. And, and, and hey, quite frankly... Uh, folks, when you don't have a whole lot of respect for yourself, others will not respect you either. Now, therein lies the strength of <laughs> the gay movement, the LGBTQ movement. And uh, if you, Sticks and Stones is the name of the, the, um, the the um I think it's H the Netflix Netflix uh presentation that Chappelle does. I don't recommend Chappelle to anyone under twenty one. 
No. And I and I say, well, whatever whatever the legal age is, I don't recommend Chappelle to anyone under that age. Certainly don't allow your children to listen to it. But if you are of an adult mindset, if you are an, ad- an adult, whether you're Christian, Jew, whoever you are, if you will listen to uh, what he was saying in the context that he was saying it in, there's a message that is beginning to be formulated from free thinkers who we formerly regarded as folks on the left that will begin to help us as conservatives stem the tide, change the direction of thought in this country. And yes, conservative talking heads, we need people who understand that there is a direct affront to our freedom of speech. Chappelle showed that he certainly understands that there is an affront to his freedom of speech. And so should you understand that. The word police are out there. And as we head toward 2020, they will be there with furious, furious anger. Well, I was talking about women when we lost Judge Janine. I was going to continue this, this, this topic with her because I think it would have been very interesting to talk with her. And don't forget what I told you. This uh, thing of um, technical stuff that's happening uh, is happening with more than just, oh, man, it's happening with all types of shows around this country. Glitches come in when uh, the monitors of free thought think that you're about to say something that will hurt them. They will glitch you. They'll knock your guest off. I'm not certain that I'll get to the bottom of what happened. But anyway, I was going to be talking about women. And you men out there, I want you to hear me because when I come back on the other side of the break, I'm going to be talking about this. And I want you to hear me when I start talking about this. I'm going to be talking about women. Before I lost Judge Janine, I was saying to you that I have three daughters. All of them doing very well, raising their own families now and uh, doing very well. Proud of all of them. Proud of my son for being the, the husband and father that he is to his children and his wife. But um, there's something that we need to talk about. I said that my daughters knew that they had a daddy that they could come to. And sometimes they were afraid to come to me with anything. But they could come to me, and they knew that if somebody had done them wrong, their father would rain down furious anger upon whoever it might have been. I want to talk to you about something, men and to you women, when I return with the C.L. Bryant Show. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day. In the USA, my first guest in the first segment of the show was Judge Janine Pirro, and uh, I'm really glad that she was on with me. I, I was certainly hoping that I could have had her on when I was when I branched out into the topic that I'm about to share with you and talk to you men about in particularly, and all of you women listening, I want an amen from you if, in fact, uh, you can. If, 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 are you hearing me? I want you. I want. I want an amen from you. Okay, now listen, there's one thing that I have learned in the uh, over 40, nearly 45, well, 45 years that my wife and I have been together. Um, Jane and I have been together a long, long time. And um, there's something that I know having been with her all that time. And then of course, raising three daughters, uh, raised one of our granddaughters as well. Um, and of course, uh, my son raising my son. And that is this men. Women like men, which is natural, but A step further, women like men who are men. Are you hearing me? And it's important to 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 hear what I am saying, because when we talk about the uh, security the strength and also the uh, trust that goes along with it. And, and hey, I know that women have their own friends that are women, their girlfriends, okay? But men, what I believe we are being duped into. And, and it's all a part of the political correct uh, way of thinking. And you and men, for some reason, it, it seems easy for 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 us to go along with that because it's just easier. It, it, it helps us to abdicate further whatever responsibilities we have to the women in our lives. The politically correct attitude that. 
uh, they're wanting to and have sold. They have sold to too many men. Is the fact that women don't need you. And, and then by and large, uh, I, I did raise my, my girls to be independent, not depending on some man for her uh, existence. I, I, I drummed that into them. But the fact of the matter is, women and men hear me, when you bring a man or when a man comes into a woman's life, uh, there should be something of manhood that you bring to the table. I'm not talking about domineering bull in the China uh, in the in the China closet type of thing. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, you see, I am talking about a society that does have within it estrogen and testosterone. Both are needed for the human condition. And when one is uh, lacking, let's just say estrogen, when estrogen is lacking in the human gumbo, in the makeup, then all of you men know we would be at constant war with one another if it were not for the balance that women bring to the table. My father and I, we were pretty much barbarians. <laughs> I'm, an only, I'm an only child. I'm an only son. But, I, you know, my dad was, was there. And, you know, my dad was a, a man's man. Raised me to be a guy guy and, and, you know, and all that kind of thing. And my mom was a woman's woman. She was very, very much, um, you know, a feminine type of woman. Strong. Don't get me wrong. Mom was strong, but she was a picture of womanhood. She was a, she was very, she was feminine. And, and, and I, I note that any time that mom would go somewhere, where dad and I were left to our own devices, things tended to disintegrate. We would scramble uh, the night before mom was to return from wherever it was she went, uh, vacation, trip, you know, visit, what have you. Um, we would scramble to get things back into mom order, into wife order so that neither of us would experience her ire. She had that kind of respect from us. But I also noted that when my father was gone, even though I knew that my mom, uh, of course, we've always been armed and mom was always been bold and there was nothing that uh, Mama Bear would not, Mama Bryant would not uh, allow to happen to her, her son at a young age as a cub. But as I got older, I was her protector. I knew that. I felt very, very safe when Dad was gone with Mom there. No question about it. But I felt even safer 
Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. When dad was in the house, that was the element, the additional element of security that my father, the man, brought to that house. I'm getting to a point here, and the point is this. We often wonder why there is uh, an insecurity experienced within the American family and why the gate is open to American womanhood. And all I can talk about is this country. That's all I really know. I've traveled outside the country, of course. Uh, Traveled, you know, extensively around the country, sure. And this is why I can talk about it, because I've seen it, and I purposely wanted to look at it and document it. One of the things that I have noticed is that even though there are women out there who do a fantastic and have done a fantastic job raising their children by themselves, they'll tell you that even though they had the strength to do it and they thank God for it, they'll tell you that if they had had a man who was a man in that house, that situation could have been a whole lot better. And that's just common sense to believe that. It's easier for two to pull or push the wagon or pull the wagon, however you want to coin that. That's for one, especially when the one was designed to be that person who gives nurture and not necessarily masculine strength. Women find that I, I admire, I admire so much single parents, both male and female. I admire them so much, but I particularly admire single parent women who managed to uh, make it, who are not crushed by the burden of it. Because it says that you had to be both mama and daddy. And friends, that's no easy feat at all. Seen it done too many times. Seen it done too many times. And and even though the children turn out uh, just fine, I never will forget this. Never will forget this. Uh, when my uh, g- uh, girls started bringing, my two older girls started bringing uh, their friends home to just, you know, hang out, to visit, you know, in our home, wherever we might be living, it might be California, Dallas, or, uh, you know, wherever, you know, uh, we were living, even here in Louisiana, whatever, you know, uh, Florida, even in Florida, we're living in Florida. I, I, I overheard, I was actually coming in uh, to the kitchen, uh, the girls were uh, messing around in the den and whatever, you know. And I, I don't think uh, they actually knew that I was in the kitchen. They were in the den, and the den had this 
sliding, sort of this sliding door. But you know how girls are. They, they, they get loud and they, oh, yeah, girls get loud when they're in their conversation and so forth. And I think that uh, the visitor caught a glimpse of me coming into the kitchen, yada, yada, yada. But my daughters didn't um, see me. And the visitor asked my girls the question, is that y'all's dad? And my girls, of course, said, yeah. And then the visitor asked a follow-up question. She said, no, is he y'all's dad, both of y'all's dad? And my girl said, yeah. Now, they were surprised that she asked, but the visitor was even more surprised at their answer. And that's been, heck, uh, for 35 years ago. You know, that's been a long while ago. So did the deterioration of our culture began to slide downhill, even going back that far, even further. I know it goes, when it goes back even further, but that was the first time I was aware that a two-parent home to a 10-year-old or to a 9-year-old, 8-year-old, I guess my oldest would have been at that time, was so unusual in the mind of a kid who lived in suburbia where we lived. It was to to that one. And probably even more so, there's no doubt about it, today. Not in the inner city, but in suburbia. Friends, there is a malady that is affecting us that we are aiding and abetting. And that is the fact that we are applauding things that we should not be applauding and condoning things that we should have long ago condemned. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show back after the top of the news hour. Got much more to talk about. 